Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. My name is Gray. I'm joined by Josh. Good afternoon, Josh. Good that, afternoon, that brief Gray. pause was to make sure that it was actually the afternoon where you were. Yeah, I, I yeah, no, but that... I was about to say, this is like the first time it's ever been the afternoon for both of us okay. in a long time but then you pause to make sure that it was so that I would always, make- i always do that because yeah not that it really it matters in the long term because the people listening to this may well be listening to it at three in the morning and thus this is completely irrelevant to them but you know, and two days from now yeah, probably <laughs> but you know i like to be thorough so it's the international break right who it gives a damn it is the international break and i am sitting here watching england versus the usa as we speak it's not interesting. So, let's talk about something that actually is interesting. <laughs> that is the fact that Manchester City remained very much on on route to winning everything again. I say this in November, but right now, they're in top form. They aren't really being threatened by anyone. Manchester United are no if, match for them. If anything, if anything... It's it's not even that they're not being threatened by anyone. It's that outside of United, they've literally played every top six team away already. So <laughs> it, it's and the not, only one that they didn't beat. Yeah, they haven't played Chelsea away yet. That's the only one. Yeah, well, they did, but it was no, no. You're right, they did. Uh, but I was about they to beat, say they played Chelsea. Yeah, they beat him yeah. in the Community Shield pretty heavily. Yeah. yeah. Um, My- that that game is less than a month away, though, so we're going to get it out of the way rather quickly. Um, but you're correct. They played Liverpool away, should have won. They played Tottenham away on a football field, an actual American football field, and won. Um, they haven't played United. They played Arsenal away and won. That was so fun to watch that game. Clean sheets in all three, by the way. They were playing on the football field because it was, it was fun, but it was also mortally terrifying because of this fear that like everyone was about to destroy their ankle at any given moment. Oh, absolutely. But the one thing that I loved is that you really got a sense of just how much more room there is in in a soccer match as opposed to an American football oh, field. Yeah. You could see where the sideline was for the American football, where the where, where the sideline was if it were an American football field, and then about another twenty yards that way. You can't see me, but I'm pointing. <laughs> was the sideline for the American soccer field or for the soccer pitch? And you're like, damn, man, that is so much bigger. Yeah. It was it, the the length of the American football field doesn't even actually completely cover the uh, the, the soccer field. I'll say for for the field oh itself. no, you can see the end zone too. Yeah, so that uh, that was it was fun in its own weird way. If it had not been a, a, a minefield, it would have been much more fun. But everyone got through it and survived, and it was honestly not that great a game because of it. But 
a win is a win. Most everyone got through it. Everybody got through it, and they got three points, so I am not really upset. Um, so, yeah, they have played. They've played four out of the six, top six away. They haven't allowed a goal yet. Um, and they haven't had Kevin De Bruyne for basically the entire yeah, thing. They had him against when, Arsenal, but that was it. Yeah, I was about to say, who did he come back for and then went out against? I think he might have subbed on against Spurs, but he didn't play the entire game. I know that much. Right. Didn't he get raked and then he had to come back off? That was the cup game. That was the cup game. I remember. Okay. One game after that, actually, against Fulham. Yeah. So. Okay, one game at Yeah, then he, then he did sub on versus Spurs. He came on, but they had scored without him. Right. Um. So it wasn't as if, like, he came on and saved the game for them. Um, and, yeah, and then after that, they, they you know, it's it's the ease with which I think there's a really good argument to be made right now that they're actually better than they were last year. Um, because they, it's just the ease with which they're sweeping people aside. Um, you know, the, they had, obviously, Southampton and Shakhtar Donetsk are not the two toughest home games that they're going to face all season, but they won them by a combined score of 12-1. to 1. And the one was just kind of a, a needless penalty giveaway, which was the same story at the Derby in the weekend. It's They're not allowing chances from open play. They're so much better defensively than they were last year. And they haven't t- that it, it hasn't coincided with a step back on attack, in attack, which is probably the worst possible combination for everyone else um, and the best possible combination for them because... Even, even there were points last year where you could tell yourself, "Nice goal, Jesse Lingard." Screw him. Um, there were there were points last year when when you could, if you if you're if you're facing Man City, you could say, "Okay, look, if if we get at them, we have a chance to score at least, and then maybe we can put them under some pressure and at least make them sweat." Um, things happen if you leave a game in the balance. Who knows? Maybe something good will happen. This year, they're just not allowing chances at all. The only shot on target Man United had was a penalty. And that has yeah. been kind of the story. It was really a 50-50 yeah. ball, but Ederson just didn't quite get there fast enough. It was it, it really was a 50-50 ball. It just didn't end up that way. Had he been there about a half a second sooner, then he yeah. nothing. No penalty. Out. Yeah. And no there, penalty. No penalty. And they, the thing is, they didn't look like, even when they were had to chase the game, they just didn't look like they were going to score. And You know what I did enjoy, though, is that Martial went to go get the ball, but Ederson had already kicked it into Rosie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> oh, he was so mad at himself. Uh, uh, and he just so didn't want Martial to have that ball and gloat. Like, bitch, you didn't earn uh-huh. that goal. I gave this to you, and I'm taking it away. Yeah, that's Uh, pretty much exactly what it was. The good Ederson giveth, and the good Ederson taketh away. Nice that we can laugh about this stuff, because it was so completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. But it's the other, I mean, the the thing that, that I took note of was, was the fact that they genuinely didn't play all that well, Man City. They, they was not particularly close to their best performance of the season. No. They were they spent most of it in second year. The the first twelve minutes leading up to the first goal were excellent. 
After that, the rest of the first half was just kind of played at the slow, languid, pointless pace. The second half, you know, they scored very early. But, again, it was mostly the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes was when they played their best. Yeah. And... More like they were just, they realized that United were no threat. Yeah, they couldn't touch us. And I kind of felt like City weren't really, really willing to risk anything in another game where they were just that much more superior than their opponents. Like, because what ends up happening in these games is that as City keep the ball and dance around and yada yada, they get kicked. They get kicked. And the refs don't call. Well, that's not true. They do call some of them. But I mean, they're reluctant to issue cards and stuff for what are really blatant intentional fouls because City is just that much better than the team they're playing. These are fouls out of anger. These are fouls out of frustration. And it's just not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. Like, what does City get out of this? They get, you know, they get pissed off the ref cards then, and the foul still happens. So I'm curious if if at some point Pep Guardiola, because he thinks of everything, everything, he's going to plan for this too. Yeah. I think think also what happened last year in this game played on their minds a bit when they went up 2-0 and then ended up losing 3-2. And I think that there was a sense once they took the lead of they were a little more focused on keeping control of the game rather than, like, running up the score. Um, Because, you know, I'll be honest, I I felt, you know, I'm always nervous before a derby. There's nothing really that you can can change that. But the second I saw... We're 20th, like, it would... Yeah, but but the second I saw United's team against against uh, against City, I I was about as confident as I ever could be going into a derby because they just there was no one in that team who would get into ours, no one, and 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 you know Pogba was missing um, through, due to injury, which I think was. For all this. Are you saying there's nobody currently on the United that couldn't get in, or that there was nobody that played in their starting 11 that day that couldn't get in? There was nobody who played in their starting 11 that day that could have gotten into our starting 11. I was like, I think there are a couple players on United who, despite their form right now, I, I think Pep Guardiola would happily take. And I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fred, Fred's on there. But yeah, Fred's on there for Sanchez Pep Guardiola. And, uh, you know, but... I don't think Pep would care about Sanchez Pep anymore. Pep doesn't care about I don't think anybody cares about Sanchez anymore. What a bullet, yeah. that, a bullet that turned out to be Dodge. Um, uh, did this, right? I was so upset about that. Yeah, but, now we're just like, hey, I, your I, problem. I said, though, at the time, though, that if this eventually leads to Mares being signed, then I'm not going to give a damn. And it led to Mares being signed. Okay. And, and I will take Riyad Mares over Alexi Sanchez 30 days out of the week. Uh, and there are only seven of those. Um, but I would take it, and and yeah, there, there's. I'm not saying that because City didn't end up with him. I'm saying that because I think Riyad Mahrez is a better player. Oh, and he's younger. He's younger. Yeah, and and I mean, you just you look at that United lineup. It's like their best player was probably Martial, and who does he get in ahead of? Not Mahrez, not Sterling, not Aguero. Um, nope. 
So, it's, and after that, it's just, you know, it, that team, there's nothing impressive about that team. Gets in ahead of Saudi if we're being. No, he doesn't. There's, there's just, there's, there was nothing impressive about that team they put out. And I know they were missing Pogba, which, for all the slating Pogba takes, and it's oft, and it's often somewhat at least grounded in reasonable criticism. Some of it isn't, but a lot of it is. Um, you, could, you could tell that they missed him on, on on that game because they had no creativity in their midfield. No, no. I mean, Fellaini and Herrera. Herrera's primary um, contribution seems to be giving the ball away as much as possible. Fellaini is Fellaini. And Nemanja Matic, decided, his biggest contribution to the game was deciding that he couldn't be bothered with Gundogan anymore on the third goal. So, well, honest, man, that third goal was just a work of art. Oh, it was. Make no mistake. I t- The fact that Nemanja Matic stood there in confusion while Ilkay Gundogan peeled away from him does nothing to diminish the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest, I just really want to talk about that. Yeah, no, that. absolutely. I meant, to bring it up. I meant to bring it up when you were going through the first goal, the second goal, but then we kind of got distracted yeah, and we I never kinda, quite... I kind of didn't the, do that, so that's totally yeah. fine. We didn't quite get to the third goal, so I didn't get to bring it up then, but I made a point to, to put a pin in my brain. Oh, so don't worry. Uh, I, I think we would have found our way to it no matter what. Um, probably true, but... to talk about it. Well, you know, I will let you take the lead. No, I just want to say, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that when 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 they say, I mean, there were there are people who are like, ah, oh, Pep's not going to succeed. His brand of football can't be played. Like, not only can his brand of football be played, it can be played against one of arguably the best coaches in the Premier League. Like, look, dude, when Jose Mourinho decides he wants to be on, he can win games. You, there's really no you, you. If you want to look at, at at Jose Mourinho willing his team to victory, you just kind of look at that Europa uh, League run, where Mourinho banked everything on the season in winning that competition, and they won that competition. Just nicked one at Juventus midweek before this game. Yeah, and I say nicked in the strongest possible sense of the term, but right. they did win. They did win, yeah. And, I mean, Mourinho is a good coach when he wants to be. The problem is he can't be bothered. Uh, I'm not saying... I don't, I don't think his team is behind him right now fully. Yeah, I don't think his team is behind him either. And I'm not saying this in any political sense. Sort of like Trump. Like, sometimes he just talks to talk. And, and you just kind of have to accept that's part of the person that he is like whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing depends on, on, on who you are, you know, but, but Mourinho can actually coach. He can do it. He just gets caught up and distracted by all these things. People are saying about him again, kind of like Trump. Um, and, and, and he just, he gets, I think he lets that stuff rule the day sometimes instead of letting football rule the day. <clears throat> We're just uh, yeah. got Pep, and Pep's like, yeah, I, I really don't want to be bothered with any of this. And like, look at how Pep is navigating as every paper in the world tries to drag down City with this FFP thing. Pep's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Talk to them about it. Like, I'm a football coach. 
I'm literally a football coach, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, someone, I think it's the New York Times, Sam Borden at the New York Times did a really great profile of Jose Mourinho a couple weeks ago. This sort of like followed him for a couple, for a couple weeks. And it contrasted how he's, he's the Jose Mourinho now, who's literally like after they lost that penalty shootout against Darby in the league cup, he straight up said, I knew that when we got to Phil Jones, that we were in trouble. And yeah. one, of, one of his ex-players said he never would have done that when I was playing for him. You know, it, it's, something's changed now. It's different now. Um, I think the players have changed. I think he doesn't quite know how to get through to them as, as well as he used to. I think the shape of the game has changed. A lot of the people, a lot of his tactics that were once revolutionary are now not so revolutionary. Um, yep. And... Player power has increased a lot in the last 10 years. The game really has changed around Jose Mourinho. And I want to say this, dude. I know that Mourinho generally has bad third years, but I think there's a lot of truth in what you said. Because when I see Mourinho this year, I don't see a guy who's in his normal third year run, even though he's got some of those same behaviors. I see a guy who's genuinely confused. I see a guy who genuinely looks at the game and, and maybe thinks that it's passing him by. Like, what used to be close games with he and Pep is now really just Pep dominating. It really is. Like, I know United won that one, but really, I mean, the, the gulf between Pep Guardiola and and Jose Mourinho, when it comes to coaching, is about a thousand miles wide. And and the one he won came after probably one of the most dominant first halves of of Pep's entire era. Right. So it's just the, you know, it's the it, it was. A, I kind of feel like Manchester City lost that game. I mean, credit to United because they also have to win it. Oh, yeah. Because you can't you can't just in soccer, you know, say like ah. <laughs> The other teams decided to lose it. Now we've won. No, you still got to go and win it if the other team doesn't want to. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it kind of felt like City gave that game away. They absolutely, they absolutely did. If they had played anywhere close to their – I mean, first of all, they should have been up 4 or 5 nil at halftime. Second of all, if they'd played the second half anywhere close to where they played the first, United would have gotten a sniff, and they'd have won easily. It was, frankly, one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. I've never seen a drop-off in two halves like I did in that game. Um, and I haven't seen it since, and it was such an odd one-off that I still can't quite... I've, you know, I was, I'm obviously, like, upset in the grand sense that it happened, but at the same time, I'm not, because it was so completely bizarre that it's hard for me to just, like, sit there and be, like, actually, even, you know, it's just one of the most confusing games I've ever watched. And this was, you know, I don't, I think certain aspects of the performance against United in this year's derby were kind of a reaction to that. I do think that played in a lot of their minds, um, that they just didn't want to get caught out again. Um... And, of course, you had in that game, you had Paul Pogba playing like the Paul Pogba that Man United played 90 million pounds for. Um, there was no such player for them on uh, on Sunday. So that was a big difference. But it was, it's, you know, it was bizarre. But, I mean, it's, it doesn't take much of a secret. To, it's, it, it's just not much of a secret that, you know, since, since City 
uh, since since Mourinho and Guardiola took over United and City respectively. Um, By the know. way, I loved that guy that I called out who was like. Oh, no, dude. I, I have inside sources, and Pep's definitely going to go to United. I think City are going to get somebody weak like Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Those are those are really fun to go. This is the moments like this that we need Howard Hawking to just sort of... Oh, Howard Hawking was the one who originally retweeted him? Of course. But it was for a different comment. I happened to click on it, and I was scrolling down, because the comment was... You know, I think Pep's gonna or Pep's gonna end up at United. You know, I've I've got my sources and I was reading, 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 and I'm scrolling down, and uh, then he makes a further comment like doubling down, saying like, "Well, these people don't have this knowledge," and then he goes and says that comment about Mourinho ending up at 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 City, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is just too perfect," like. And then the guy comes back and he's like, imagine having Pep and there are still all those empty seats. And I'm like, dude, you got it wrong. Just own it. Like, just own it. You got it wrong. You got it wronger than shit. Like, you said Mourinho was going to go to City and that Pep were going to get united. Like, there's really no way for you to get that any more wrong. Yeah. Um... It's, Sorry, it's, I just wanted to vent. No, that's totally fine. Um, but you know, it's it's been very one sided. Um, Mourinho's beaten since they got to Manchester. Mourinho's beaten Guardiola twice. One was a stupid League Cup tie that no one was really paying attention to, and the other was a fluke. Um, he held him to a draw in the home derby in the first year when it was basically ninety minutes of parking the bus and City couldn't break through it. And every other performance has been one sided. Um, a one-sided city win. It's it's just... I feel like... Nobody really has the Mourinho versus Guardiola debate anymore because I feel like it's been settled. Yeah. Like, you you saw that year one and then Guardiola yeah, just... There was all this talk about, you know... I remember when Mourinho won the League Cup in the Europa League in his first year. It was like, oh, look, you know, he's still... And Guardiola didn't win any trophies, you know, blah, blah, blah. Last year kind of killed off an entire narrative. Um, and this was a year that Mourinho finished second, a very distant second, but they did finish second. They just didn't win anything. And, and you know what's funny about that is I thought I saw Mourinho trashing that finish too, saying that, like, it was, I don't know, like, something like it wasn't what, what, what we were going for or something no, like that. No. It's... And then this year, they're they're going to face a real fight to make the top four, while Guardiola currently looks untouchable. And it, it feels like, look, the the knock in Spain was, oh, you know, anybody could manage Barcelona, which is not true, by the way. But, you know, the narrative became, yeah, give me those Barcelona players and I could win with them. And then he moved to Bayern Munich, and it's like, oh, yeah, he moved to the, the best team in a one-club league. And, you know, and it's like, really, if it's that easy to win at Barcelona, then why haven't they won shit since Pep left? If it's so easy to win at Bayern Munich, then why the heck is Niko Kovac in whatever he is now and facing a total mess there? Right. Why did Ancelotti get sacked last year after, like, three months because they were underperforming? Yeah. It's... it's Bayern Munich's entire experience since Pep Guardiola left has just sort of been a, a, a comprehensive dismantling of the anybody could manage Bayern theory. And 
and now he comes to City, a team that had won titles in the last several years before he showed up, but never had won at the rate that they're winning now, never had looked like the team that they are now, had always had the money, so that's not an excuse. It's not like Guardiola suddenly parachuted in with a billion pounds. It's it's just it. And while and meanwhile, Mourinho goes into Manchester United, and they are by no means at all demonstrably better than they were the day he took over. I no, the you could argue that they I, play, pretty they much play. There were honestly. Yeah, Louis Van Gaal never really suffered for mm-hmm. getting the team into the top four. Yeah, just the last year they got him sacked, and he won the FA Cup that year. So it's. I, I just I feel like the last about hmm, eighteen months I'd say have kind of killed the narrative. We don't have the debate anymore. You know, you'll have the odd person like Maradona or whatever while he's high on whatever he's high on at the moment coming in and saying, Oh, you know it's it's Guardiola didn't invent Tiki Taka, which he has never claimed to have invented. No, in fact, Guardiola hates Tiki Taka. Yeah, and it's he's like Guardiola's just doing what Cruyff did and getting all the credit for it. It's like, yes, Pep Guardiola has never credited Cruyff with any of his success. No, yeah, Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola just walked in and was like, I'm going to plagiarize Cruyff. He's, Cru- he's hidden it the entire time. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, people he, like he this. by him. He's like, I hate this dude. What a yeah. prick. He can teach me anything. It's like, and it's like, oh, Mourinho, you know, Mourinho gets the, you know, it's like, they're, they're always going to be the certain people. Like, the people who played for Mourinho at Chelsea are going to say, yeah, I'd rather play for Mourinho. Okay, fine, whatever. I know. You played for him. You liked him. You won with him. I'm not going to judge you for that. But the general sense is that people, players want to play this fluent attacking football now. Yep. And one manager offers that and the other doesn't. You, you know what it is? Hmm. Uh, it would almost be as if Nick Saban hadn't gone out and recruited a guy like Tua Tagovailoa and was still trying to run just Derrick Henry and, and, and Mark Ingram style. You know, we're just going to we, – we're going to beat Round you with pound. Pound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and even Saban realizes this isn't going to cut it. Eventually kids aren't going to want to come here. They're wanting to go to these SEC schools that are playing open. And, and I mean, the college game has changed. People do not want to play for a defensive minded team anymore. I'm looking at you, Mark D'Antoni. <laughs> and, uh, I, I just think that the same situation has, has happened in, in football. People don't want to play this boring, like, let's park the bus. They want the goals. They want, like, what? why can't I get 15 goals? You know what I'm saying? Like, Pep Guardiola could get me 15 goals. Yeah. I mean, Pep Guardiola, you know, who is the, – the age-old question we were asking this last year, who has Mourinho improved at United? Um, you'd be hard-pressed to answer, you know – answer that question who has Guardiola improved at city everyone even players past 30 david silva is better than he has ever been oh yeah dude. It's, it's almost a crime that pep guardiola won't get to manage david silva for longer it really is yeah it's just you could go down the entire roster he's made aguero better it took a hell of a struggle for a while but he has made aguero better um you know, Sterling is obviously a miles ahead. Raheem Sterling signed through 2023, by the way. Um, 
Sterling is miles ahead of where he was when, when Guardiola took over. Leroy Sané still working on the consistency aspect of things, but obviously top, top player. Stones Sharp. and Laporte. Yep. Um, I mean, I think Laporte is, isn't is an example for this because no. I think Laporte had the skills and Pep Guardiola just used them to his advantage, but Stones definitely right now. Right now, Pep Guardiola will eventually improve everybody. This is a right now situation. I think Laporte is probably – I'm not saying he hasn't improved. I'm saying this is why they bought Laporte. Yes. But I think Laporte flew under the radar for a lot of people and is yeah. now considered rightly one of the best defenders in the world. Um, you put that along stone. I mean, Ferdinandinho, he's always been a really great, reliable player, but under Guardiola, he's just a monster. He's turned um, into something else. He's the heart of the team. Um, Bernardo Silva, you know, I don't, you know, he was obviously good at Monaco, but I don't ever remember him being this good at Monaco. Is you can just run down basically the entire roster and just, you know, you know, he's better, he's better, he's better. It's, and, and, and that, Players notice these things. Yep. You know, if you're a 21, 22-year-old player and Pep Guardiola is interested in you, you're you're flattered. You're really flattered. And you're taking that really seriously. Because, you know... You're at least listening to yeah. him as well. You're like, all of a sudden, if Pep Guardiola wants me, why does he want me? What can he think I can do, you know, that maybe I haven't thought of yet? Because that has to be the mindset you take when you mm -hmm. look at Guardiola. Because he, he may ask you to do something you've never done before, Fabian Delph. But you might actually be pretty damn good at it. Yep, absolutely. And, and you can, you know... I mean, Raheem Sterling is a perfect example of a guy who has been dragged through the mud a whole lot, but it hasn't made a difference. He has still turned out to be what he is, and it has made him one of the best forwards in England. And, and it doesn't get talked about enough because Raheem Sterling always had the talent to get here. It was whether or not Raheem would survive the beating and the shellacking and the comments from the press. And that's a different type of victory for Pep Guardiola because it wasn't that he had to teach Raheem how to do this or that, like he's doing with other players. And he does do that with Raheem too. The real question for Raheem was, was he ever going to be allowed to succeed without the press beating on him? And that answer has been no, but Guardiola's figured out how to navigate that situation and make him a better player. And I don't think Pep gets enough credit for that. Because people only tend to really look at the footballing side of what Pep does. But that's a different kind of victory for Pep. Yep. There was a lot of mental work for... A lot of mental aspects to Sterling. Like, he just... His instincts had to be honed. You know, it was... His, his, for Guardiola, it was basically just said... It was a matter of positioning and instincts for him. And confidence. Confidence to take the shot. Confidence to get in the right position and take the shot when it comes to you. Um, you know, that sounds like such a simple thing, but it's not. You know, it, no. it, it, especially you, when you think the entire country hates you. Yeah, every mistake that you make gets turns into a vine that with, with the Benny Hill theme put, put on top of it. So it's, 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 it's a lot 
especially at that age, it is a lot, and he's been guided through it brilliantly, and look where he is now. Um, you know, new five-year contract to stave off interest from Real Madrid. So, it's, 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 it's very much an instance of players notice what Guardiola does with players, and they want to be a part of it, and they want to be made better, because, you know, if you're made that good... It's good for you. It's good for, obviously, being the best player that you can be, but it's good for your income, it's good for your endorsements, it's good for your profile, it's good for everything. If you're playing a team like that, the benefits are immense. And, you know, people take note of that. Uh, you know, it's just... It's, it's hard to find... It's, it's kind of hard to find things to talk about right now because they're just so good. It would be, yeah. It's like saying the same things over and over again. It's, it's like you just even the goals on saying you know the first one is just sort of you know, oh they pull United's defense all over the place cross cross one touch one touch goal second Juan Aguero just hits it so hard that De Gea is left falling backwards in his goal unable to stop it from a tough angle and then the third one is you know out of this world good it's just you know they're they're playing at such a high level right now and it seems like every goal they score is different in its own way but also still just so elegantly worked and perfectly put together it's it's a joy to watch and it's probably not a joy to you know it's a joy to talk about but it's also repetitive to talk about because it's just like can you, can you believe this like I, we haven't seen this level of dominance um in a long time and you know you have to remind yourself not to take it for granted yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, you know, speaking of not talking about things that uh, <clears throat> we always talk about, what do you say we get to some of those ten questions, if nothing else? to yeah. Well, vari variety is the spice of life. Also, I don't give a damn. I'm taking my five minutes here to say this. Uh, yesterday was a really crappy day. Um... Or was it Tuesday? I can't rightly remember I anymore. I think if you're going where I think you're going with this, yeah. it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday was this enormously crappy day. Uh, man who raised me, who uh, basically helped me uh, grow, uh, become imaginative. He was the inspiration for so many different things. Uh, I... God, I, I, I pretty much think that all I wear these days are are items that he's created in some way, shape, or form. Lord knows my left arm is the better for him. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, Stan Lee. <clears throat> Rest in the power cosmic, my friend, because, uh, yeah, you're, you're one death that I knew was coming, but I really wasn't really wasn't looking forward to it, man. Uh, the world is going to be a much less <coughs> imaginative place without him in it, and it's going to suck that day that you go to the theater and you sit down in a Marvel movie and you're waiting for that Stan Lee cameo, and it doesn't happen, and then you realize it's never going to happen again. Hell of so, a life, man. 
Yeah, man. I, I, mean, I, I read somewhere that uh, when he was a kid, he wanted to write the next great American novel. I would say he did a bit better than that, actually, in his own yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely did a little bit better than the great American novel. Like, he didn't just create a novel. He created what is now dominating Hollywood, too. He dominated print, and now his characters are dominating film. And uh, it's just... Man, I, I I wish. And you know what's crazy about it? Is he really didn't even get going until he was three years older than about we are now. Or <laughs> <than> I am. <laughs> I guess it's a nice reminder that it's never too late. <laughs> he, didn't start, he didn't even get going until yeah. he was 38 years old. It's and, never and too late. To it's really never... Be. Yeah, it's really not. And, and it's, just, it's just this reminder that there, there's so much out there in life that we don't know. We think crap is, and I'm mostly talking to myself here because I have these issues, but like we think where we are now is that we're set in stone and we don't realize that at any moment's notice it could change for the better. You know, all you got to do is stick around. So I am sure that there are many, many, especially because we're titled American citizens. I'm sure there are many people here who read his work. Uh, at least once, or saw one of his characters. Yeah, even if he didn't read his work, it, it's inescapable. Somehow yeah. he's done something that has, you know, <laughs> that has some in some way impacted your life or or the culture that you partake in, or you know. And there are not a lot of people that we can say have done that. So let's nope. let's do some questions. That was very nicely said. Um, <laughs> Let's start with, and we actually solicited these like 10 days ago before we thought we were going to record, and then we didn't end up not recording. Um, but believe it or not, you asked such good questions that every single one of them is still relevant 10 days later. So well done, everyone. Um, so we asked for questions and concerns, and here's a question from AJS asking, I think all City fans believe Leroy has the potential to be ba Ballon d'Or. But he can't get there if he doesn't score goals. What is missing from his game that he isn't scoring as much as the other forwards? Is it by Pep's design or something missing in his game? <clears throat> I think it's more. I think it's a little it's, simpler. He's not playing because yeah, he has that's, it. that's part of it. Um, he's also. I think if I had to pick one of those two factors, I think I'd skew more toward the former than the latter because when he plays, Guardiola generally employs him as a winger. Um, and uses his pace to beat defenders and set things up for other players. So he's, you know, he'll get in the box, but generally the end of his attacking moves result in a cross more than they do a shot. Um, yeah. I think that's a factor. He's also, this is one of those moments that you kind of have to stop yourself and remember that the guy is 22 years old. And thus has a long way to go in his in his career. He is younger than Sterling by about a full year. So it's it's I don't I don't I think, you know, we've talked about we've talked about the consistency in his game, we've talked about applying himself. I think those are still things that he's you know the Germany camp likes him a lot less than the city camp does at times. But you know, one of these things where they've, they've slated his work ethic, they say he just shows up, to, you know, whatever. And, you know, I don't think we see that as much at City. He tends, he's, they're still lacking in consistency at times, 
but it's it's very much a case where once that consistency comes, and I do think it will, you're looking at one of the top 10, 15, at least, if not better, attacking players in the world. He has yeah. absolutely everything. Well, and the thing is, too, is I think Leroy Sané's goal total would have increased, as you were talking about, if he were playing a bit more this year. Because this year, as opposed to last year, Pep is having those wingers cut in. And that's and that's making a difference in in goal totals, you know, that he's he's telling his guys, OK, now when you take it up there, I want you to cut it in and 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 get and he's inverted the wingers for that very reason. You know, he's like, I want you to bring it in, put it on your dominant foot and let it rip. It's very much tailored to Mars's approach. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, is, I mean, this is something he did at Bayern too. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Robin, Robin lived off of this. Not that Robin I, didn't live I off of it. I think he likes to have these options because Sterling can kind of do both. Sané's more of an out and out winger. Mara's is definitely more of an inside forward type, but he likes to have those options depending on the game and depending on the situation. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he still uses both approaches and has players that fit both approaches. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I But you're absolutely right. It would just be curious to see if Pep could bring Sané along in that inverted winger role. And uh, I guess we'll find out when he starts being a bit more consistent. I think he could. I do think he could. Um next question. I'm going to hold that I'm going to hold this question until the next one cuz I think we might you have a little longer discussion on it, but this is from, here's a concern from Giuseppe Ferrara, 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 yes. Fernandinho has been immense, correct, to me our most important midfielder. God forbid he would go down for an extended period of time. I don't like Gundogan there at all. Delph is logical, but his injury record is a concern. This is a place that I still think might get addressed in January. The rumors haven't really gone away. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who it's going to be. I know the guy from Lyon who's got a hell of a name that I, uh, <laughs> let, let's see here. Let me, let me look this up. Cause I, uh, I, I might have to get used to it. Um, I speak of Tangi Ndambele. I'm more okay. confident on the last name than I am the first, but that's a name that has kept coming up repeatedly um not to mention Ruben Neves there's been a couple others um I wouldn't mind any of these but this is a place that I think they have gotten by perfectly fine um through the first three months of the season to this point with basically just Fernandinho at that position um but this is a place that I do think they will be looking to shore up in January if they can if they get a deal they like um I saw Frankly, I think that, that, that Giuseppe City kind of agree with you um, because they haven't really employed Gundogan there much, even when Fernandinho doesn't play and Delft's injury record is a concern. Plus, with Mendy out now for a, few, for a little while, they are going to need him at left back first and foremost, um, probably splitting time with Zinchenko. So they can't really afford to put him in, in midfield. So I do think they're going to try to hold out for another month and a half. And I do think that they will go into the transfer market in January to try to uh, 
add some depth in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, they obviously missed out on Fred and Jorginho, so... I, uh, it, uh, I think the, the volume of rumors that we're getting, I think that is a thing that is coming. Um, okay, here's, here's the question that I skipped to save for this point. It's from Eklavia. Final takes on all the leaks that have come about and what you think will happen. I think that people are, the, the critics of City in both the press and in fandom are going to end up somewhat disappointed by all this, is, is, my, is my general take. What was the question again? Uh, the question is the final takes on all the leaks that have come about and what you think will happen. Oh, I don't think anything's going to yeah, happen. I assume he's talking about the FFP? Yeah, the FFP. The yeah, Dish, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's, look, the, the slippery slope, I'm not yeah. a lawyer. I know lawyers, but I'm not one, and I haven't asked any of them about this. But, but You have a lawyer on the podcast, but I assure you, John is in no way, shape, or form FFP literate. <laughs> he did some major reading on the side that I'm unaware of. <laughs> um, but But frankly... One of the big factors here is that all these documents are purportedly hacked and or stolen. This is a big reason that UEFA are going to be very, very, very hesitant to touch them. Because yep. then you're getting into some very slippery legal territory. Well, um, not just that. If you do that, if you if you say that hacked or, or, or leaked documents are valid, if you're UEFA, all bets then are what happens? Then what happens the next time somebody has a hacked or leaked document on you! Yeah, no, they're not going to acknowledge those because they know that those same type of documents could take them down. Same with FIFA. Yeah, um, this is just... I, I, I think, look, the people who are up in arms about this already didn't like City. It's, I don't... I don't, I don't think really think that this is making many new converts out of anyone. I don't think that there are, there are people who were kind of like, oh yeah, the City Project, I like that a lot, who are suddenly like, oh my god! You know, even if you assume all of it's true. Um, and there are certain par parts of it that I have much more of a problem with than others. The FFP stuff, I just, I can't be bothered to care. Yeah, I can't be bothered to care I, about I, can't, I do not care at all. No, it was a rule invented to... to it, it, was, it was a rule designed to be malicious against city and i'm sorry i'm not i'm not at all i don't give a damn if city hired people to threaten to sue people or to bet like i don't give a damn good for them they should have the rule was stupid there is literally nowhere else in the world that you are told that you cannot dump your own money into your own product like Nobody has ever said investment in you, like, oh, no, I'm sorry, you can't invest that much. What? What? Suck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand that the, the Premier League doesn't want to become a one-team league, but as we sit here right now, A, they're not. Um, you know, we have three, we still have three unbeaten teams as we sit here on November the 15th. That is not normal. Last year was way worse than this. So, you know, do I think City are going to end up winning it at the end? Yeah, I do. But I think City will separate themselves I here pretty City, shortly. I think that I think that the Christmas period into the New Year is going to uh, 
is going to start to take a toll on Chelsea and Liverpool more than it will on City. Um, but you know, you just I just don't depth that City have. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are closer. Chelsea definitely. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool don't Liverpool have the depth up front. They yeah. can't replace their attackers. Is yeah. their problem? Yeah, that's 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 the key thing there. Um, yeah, City have multiple different attackers that they like. You expect that you can get a similar type of game out of Sané as you do Mares. Right. I, yeah, I don't think if you take Salah off that Liverpool have a guy that's like, all right, Salah's off, but we got so and so. We got Trent Alexander Arnold on. I know that that's not. <laughs> I'm just I'm just having some fun. Jordan Shakiri. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's. There's a drop off there. There's a there's, significant drop off. A significant drop off there. And we saw what they were they they actually have Liverpool have not been in great form in the last up uh, for a while actually. They they're not losing but they haven't been consistently winning every single year either. Um So, yeah, that's 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 it's I'm not losing any sleep over it put it that way. <laughs> nope. Um, that's, that's where I'm at with that whole thing. I truly haven't even read the Der Spiegel investigations. I've seen them summarized, and I've seen the pearl clutching. But frankly, Martin Samuel from the Daily Mail has this right in which his response was, oh, they were going to sue? Good. Um, because it's stupid. FFP is stupid, and it always has been, and it always will be. Our final question is a question that only you can answer. Because it's directed only to you. And it's from M- at MCFC in Mile High. And I hope I'm not too late in asking this for them to hear it. But they want to know. Any good food suggestions for my work trip to Bakersfield in a few weeks? Oh, who is this? At MCFC in Mini... In, excuse me. At MCFC in Mile High. All right. Uh, so I, the floor is yours. Bakersfield food items. Well, I guess it would really depend on what you like, but Bakersfield's killer at two things, Basque food and Mexican food, as you might expect, given the agricultural ties here to Bakersfield. Uh, Basque food, people might not realize, uh, is something that we're popular for. But, uh, yeah, you can look up. There, there are a number of wool growers is a great place to get some Basque food. Um, you can basically just pull up a menu, and there are tons of great. Chalet Basque is another place to go get some excellent Basque food. Um, and then on the Mexican side, my favorite restaurant out here, I, I think they just have the absolute best food. And they actually made... Uh, a list for Eater. Um, and uh, it was like one of the best restaurants in, in all of California. Um, and I agree with it. I still have the list somewhere, but it's, yeah, I'm, I was glad. It's called Nuestro Mexico. Nuestro Mexico. Um, and yeah, their carne asada burrito there is simply to die for. Um, and then. You can get burgers uh, at any variety of place, but I would recommend Juicy Burger is a kind of a Bakersfield exclusive. Uh, try them out. So that, then there are four places that you can go get. Chalet Basque, Wool Growers, Nuestro Mexico, and Juicy Burgers. So 
That's be what I recommend. I, I, I'd probably go with Nuestro Mexico out of out of the four of those, but it depends on your tastes. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. We hope. We hope, by the way, that we are in time in answering that question, and that you have not yet gone to Bakersfield and have had no idea what to do with yourself. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I think that we have pretty comprehensively summed up the last few weeks in city. Um. And answer the questions. By the way, everybody in California with the fires, be safe, everybody. That's yes. scary stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty terrifying. I know it's not quite directly in your neck of the woods, but um, I know that that whole area of Southern California and even Central and Northern California is. Uh, well, if it if it gets too much further, if it does get into my neck of the woods, and that means Celeste has to go and work for free. Um, she, as the manager of the archaeological resources center, the, you know, the firefighters have to try and as best they can preserve that stuff, but they have a contract with FEMA, uh, the way they can use, look at their records for free and decide how to, uh, approach these fires. So it'll be pretty interesting, but yeah, stay the hell safe. I mean, they can't fire alone is just, man. You never think that in the modern era you will see an entire city of 25,000 people just burned to the ground in a day. But that is, for those of you who don't follow the news or are in the UK and might not be getting this news, that is exactly what happened. And it is as, exactly as scary as it sounds. Yep, so. 40, 40 plus people are already dead and the entire, entire city is gone. Gone. Like, it's... It's akin. It's akin to the Joplin tornado, yep. in that it just wiped out everything. It's all gone. There's nothing left. Yep. Dust. Yeah, people, you know the, the roads, and I, you know, I don't want to dwell on this or anything like that. But you know, for the for the people who aren't super familiar or who haven't been following this, you know, it's it's not like a super urban area. There aren't like there's not like a huge road network for people to evacuate through, and the fire came up so fast that some people were in their cars when the fire caught up to them. It's just incredibly yeah. brutal, brutal stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you you know there's, I would encourage you if you have a uh, if you have the will and if you have the money perhaps. Um, I'm, they would be happy to accept their donations and at the very least just keep them in your thoughts because it is a rough time for a lot of people out west so um that is all i have if you have anything else um i'd be good i think we have covered this so thanks for listening everybody we are obviously on an international break for another week no football this weekend um so <laughs> sorry uh, but week for that um we are on blog talk radio slash remind me again spreaker thank you i'll get it one of these times um we are still on itunes if you search for us there um and we thank you for listening and we will talk to you again very soon so for josh i'm gray thanks everybody have a great week everybody Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 